0: Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the
2: Fantasy Football Happy Hour, day three in Vegas, boys. We've made it to day three. Doesn't it feel great? We have. We have made it to day three. The, we had the, to. Uh, the over cashed.
3: Yeah, a lot of people didn't think it would
2: ha-
4: last. My body feels a lot worse uh, already. <laughs> gonna, the
2: yeah. honesty is very
4: appreciated. Yeah, no. It's just, I don't know, something about the combination of the air. It's and the air. Yeah. Both the air outside and the air inside—it's not a great air situation. Uh, no, outside it's all, exists low is low on the air in Vegas. Yeah. It, is, uh, it is
3: certainly night. You guys went to the Knights game last nope. night. I, once again, not on the group text, <laughs> didn't get invited. No big deal. It's whatever. The me, for, you were at dinner. <laughs> I was at dinner. I yeah. was at dinner before the game. But then you guys went off. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Me and me and Lawrence and producer Damien—we went out. We had ourselves a night in the, the town. We the had B- fun. Team. No, that's one way to think of it, I suppose, Um, or the good team or the, you know. We didn't need to go to a hockey game. We were in <laughs> Vegas. We could find other things to do. That's it's fair.
4: It's fine. Yeah, no, we blamed Drew Dinsick for that. Yeah, yes. Organizing fair the enough. event. Yeah. Listen,
5: we
2: had to make it a day three because, listen, the guest list today, Puka Nakua is joining the show. Fantasy
3: football royalty, Puka yeah. Nakua. Peacocky winner. Peacocky winner, Puka Nakua. We were going to get his thoughts
2: ex- on winning a peacock. Fi- finally ask him for his acceptance speech. Yes. <laughs> and the best part is he's opening up for Lawrence Jackson to join the show. There as you well. go. So <laughs> after Puka, Lawrence Jackson will be on the show. We will talk DFS play of the weekend, but as we do, let's get into the Roto World headlines. For all your Roto World headlines, go to NBCSports.com and we'll start with, uh, obviously we've heard from the Niners and the Chiefs throughout this week here at Super Bowl, and Andy Reid on possible retirement, saying today's not the day, although our Matthew Berry had a very different bold prediction. Let's take a listen from earlier in the week.
3: Here's a bold prediction that I have no inside information at all, but crazy bold prediction. Chiefs win. Andy Reid retires, and the Chiefs announce Bill Belichick as their new head coach. Oh my
4: goodness! Wow. Wow. Okay.
3: (laughs) All right. He's a free agent. He knows how to. He knows how to coach a superstar quarterback. I have no inside information. That is my bold prediction. (laughs) Chiefs win. Andy Reid retires, and they hire Belichick.
2: So Reid's full quote was: "Am I retiring? Listen, my mom and dad told me this when they were working. They said you'll know when it's time, and I'm ready to go right now. Let's go."
3: Well, he's got a Super Bowl to coach. Yes, yeah, it <laughs> matters. But you know what? If they win it, that might be
2: time. He might know I just, it's time. I just,
3: I just won two in a row. You know, why not go out? You know, with a confetti behind me, right up into the sunset as a big champion. Um, I had not heard that before, like my bold take. But I, I posted it on social media, and I've had people say like other people have said that. So, I, which I had not heard. So maybe it's out there. I don't know, or maybe somebody else has also had that bold take. But I just, I just want to say like, I usually like. I'm always happy to give credit when I'm like, oh, you know, somebody else had... This one I didn't hear from anyone. So yep. maybe great minds or stupid minds think alike.
4: Yeah. I like that this is your new bit of uh, pushing legends into retirement. Last year was Matthew Stafford. Yes. This yes. year is Andy, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Right.
3: Yes. <laughs> Who will be next? Wait, we'll see. Ya. So I'm <laughs> 0 for 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 0 for 1. We'll see. Probably Thanks 0 for you. 3. we'll
4: start Dak Prescott retirement yeah. rumors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike McCarthy. That's yeah, time. Yeah. You're the greatest yeah. ever. Yeah. We'll yeah.
3: yeah. do it. Here's hoping. All Here's right. hoping. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not expecting – I mean, we, listen, we had Peter King on yesterday's show. He's a legend, Peter King. No one's more plugged in than Peter. And he just said – we asked him his opinion. He just said Andy Reid's not retiring.
4: Yeah. He also said that he wouldn't be surprised if Belichick did go to Kansas City if that role became vacant. So, uh, yeah, one for two. To
2: be yeah. fair, who would say no to that job? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm, of
3: course. I would take it. But, yeah. I mean, like what's interesting is like when I posted the thing on, on social media – all these people are like, no, it's going to be Bien-Ami, bien And I'm like, I don't know who it's going to be. It ain't going to be bien No, nah,
4: I wouldn't it, expect that to no,
3: be the case. You no, know, I, don't, I don't know where Eric BNME is going to coach next year, but I feel fairly confident that it won't be
2: Kansas City. Oh, great. Speaking of the Chiefs uh, here, Matthew, this will make you happy. Patrick Mahomes commented on the Cliff Kingsbury hire as the commander's offensive coordinator oh. and had some glowing praise. Take a listen to what Mahomes had to say about the hire.
6: Yeah, just a great, a great person, man. Um, someone that truly loves the game of football, works his tail off every single day, um, and uh, gets the best out of his guys, um, especially his quarterbacks. And so uh, I'm excited for him to have another opportunity in the NFL. Um, I thought he did a great job in Arizona, for, um, especially with the offense, and so I think he'll do a great job in, uh, in Washington uh, getting that uh, offense going. I mean, he always believed in me from the beginning, even though I wasn't getting a lot of offers um, coming out of high school, um, and then when I got there, he he evolved the offense to, to really fit my game, and I think that's what you have to do as a great offense coordinator in this league, is you have to evolve the offense to fit the guys that you have, and he, I think he's done that everywhere he's been.
3: All right. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. I'll uh, I'll take that. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury, next Chiefs coach. Yeah, well, or maybe Patrick Mahomes, next commander's quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, I took a, away. That's what I, that's what I heard. You know, you always hear what you want to hear. That, but what I heard from that clip was Patrick Mahomes saying, like, as soon as I can get out of Kansas City, yeah. I'm going to go to Washington to play for Cliff Kingsbury. Who wouldn't? Yeah, a Great situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andy Reid's going to retire, yeah. right, you know, and everything like that. And then Patrick's like, you know, I've done it here in Kansas City. Yeah. Now I need to go with my guy, yep. Cliff Kingsbury. Yep, you know, I- sort of like LeBron. You know, LeBron wanted mm-hmm. to go back to Cleveland to, you know, win a title for the Cavs after he got the title in Miami. So I could see this. I wants to win a title for Cliff Kingsbury.
4: Yep, no, very similar. Um, very <laughs> much like uh, LeBron called his time in Miami like going to college. I would liken him to the same thing here. Patrick Mahomes' time in Kansas City as college for uh, for the big dance of the Washington Commanders. Exactly. Like there it.
3: you go. Very excited to welcome Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to uh, our nation's capital. Can you there imagine
4: how insufferable you would be if you had a quarterback as good as Patrick Mahomes?
3: I <laughs> know, uh, but I'm going to spend the next, uh, after hearing that quote, I might spend the next uh, part of the show just thinking about that. Yeah, put it but in the yes, atmosphere. I would be But, yes, I would be unbelievable. I mean – you're talking about somebody who, who brought up Sam Howell <laughs> yes. ad nauseum. First. Yes. <laughs> Imagine yeah, was, if we had. <laughs> right. You're yeah.
4: talking about my Collingwood Magpies references. The amount of time we devoted to the great Sam Howell this year—it's unbelievable. But yeah. uh But yeah, they Rick,
3: would cancel. NBC would cancel the show. Yeah. Is what would happen. Yeah, Rich Gannon very high on
4: Sam Howell though. It's good. Rich Gannon Ga-
3: was—he right. r- fueled former, the flame for
2: you again. Former, you were already out.
3: You're yeah. were like we're drafting a
2: quarterback. <laughs> you know, I want to see Howell get a fresh start somewhere. Rich Gannon stops by the set. He has nothing but praise for Sam Howell, and you were like. Just when I thought I was out. <laughs> yeah. they, they get they, me back they in. They
3: pulled me back I, in. Listen, I don't know
2: if Sam Howell's going to stay
3: in Washington or not. I like the kid. I do, I'm rooting for that. I'm going to root for Sam Howell wherever he plays. Like, I think he's a gutty kid that like played well this year under
2: very tough circumstances. All right, and more coaching news. Ian Rappaport reports the Chargers are officially hiring Greg Roman as their offensive coordinator. <laughs> Jesse Minter was also announced as the Chargers' new defensive coordinator who spent two seasons as Michigan's D.C. under Jim Harbaugh. So, Matthew Harbaugh's staff starting to take shape in the NFL.
3: Right. So, Roman was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers when Jim Harbaugh was the head coach. And uh, under Greg Roman in 2011 to 2014, San Francisco had the second highest rush rate in the NFL. They were one of only two teams to run the ball 50% of the time. Then, of course, he spent two years as the offense coordinator of the Bills, and under Greg Roman, Buffalo had the highest rush rate in the NFL from 2015 to 2016. And then, of course, he went to Baltimore, where he was the offense coordinator of the Ravens for 2019 to 2022. And during that time period, the Ravens had the most rush attempts in the NFL. Of course, Lamar Jackson accounted for a large part of it, but they were the only team to have a rush rate over 50%. You see it there on your screen. I think. I think the point of all this is, I think the Chargers are going to run next year. Yeah. I think the Chargers are going to run next year. And so, Austin Eckler, we don't know what his future is going to be. You know, we'll is ask this, him this week. Yeah, we we Fred of. Uh, Friend of the show, friend of fantasy, fantasy life investor Austin Eckler will be joining the show later this week. So excited to get his thoughts on that. But the other thing I would say here is, is that all of a sudden, when we you know we talked at the beginning of the week of all the free agent running backs, like Tony Pollard lands there, Derek Henry, like some of these guys, like suddenly become really interesting. Whoever the starting running back is for the Chargers next year is going to be fantasy friendly. And I have one other thought here for you guys: Justin Herbert. I know you're like, oh, great, Justin Herbert he's going to a coach that's just going to run the hell out of the ball. But think about all the quarterbacks under Greg Roman. Like, started with Alex Smith, moved to Colin Kaepernick. Then Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. Then, obviously, Lamar Jackson. All of them very mobile. All of them designed runs. Justin Herbert's not one of those guys, but he is pretty mobile. Like, he's he is somebody that I think you could utilize a lot more in the run game
2: yes. with the right coordinator, and I think... That's, you know, that's Greg Roman. I think at the goal line is what I would think. I I would want to see Herbert, you know, maybe punch in six to eight rushing touchdowns with some creative play calls. And obviously you hinted at this, Matthew, and I'll throw it to you, Jay. I think – Whoever the Chargers running back is, is one of the most interesting fantasy questions we have going into this offseason because of everything you said about Roman.
4: Yeah, and I think, look, this year the Chargers uh, by EPA, they had the worst rushing offense in the NFL. And they were 30th in rushing success rate as well. So it was just a disaster. Herbert's never really had an amazing running game, I think, to take pressure off of him. But I mean, this is a guy from a fantasy perspective. I mean, well, Two years ago, he finished as QB2 in fantasy. Yeah. Like, he is a guy who has the upside where <laughs> Uh, there, like there aren't that many guys with this upside but he could absolutely be the number one quarterback in fantasy next year
3: if you get some designed runs again obviously a very different player but could you see him have a fantasy season like russell wilson at his peak which is i mean like russell wilson again use his mobility as well like he's not lamar jackson or josh allen or whatever but he, you know you got points from his legs and he was so highly efficient that it didn't matter that they were more run heavy you know under pete carroll when he was there like I don't know that Justin Herbert is somebody that, again, if that team's working right and they play great defense, which you would expect that to be under Harbaugh, like, they don't—he doesn't need to throw
2: the ball 45, 50 times a game to have a productive fantasy, you know, game. What he'll do is he'll throw the ball down the field off of play action because you actually finally have a threat of the run. So the efficiency of the throwing is what matters and is more important where— I totally see what you're saying. And that's what,
3: that's what happened with Russell Wilson in, in Seattle. He's a great yeah. deep
2: ball thrower, yes. a very effective one, where people are going to be like, oh, Greg Roman, offense, Jim Harbaugh, head coach, uh, Herbert, you know, not a top five to six fantasy quarterback, and it could go the complete other way because of that.
4: Yep. What do you think of the Chargers offensive line? I think,
2: obviously, you have a great piece in Rashawn Slater, and then you have a lot of question marks, especially along the interior. And it makes you – everybody's wondering what they do with the fifth overall pick. Because a lot of people believe they'll get a pass catcher, whether it's Brock Bowers or one of the top wide receivers. But you can make the argument that they could take a top tackle and have two bookends at tackle that they run out there for the next eight years and feel good about that. It's gonna, what the new staff thinks of Quentin Johnson. And how they handle the cap with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen will really dictate what they do at number five and what the offense looks like. Yep.
3: It's not a great running back uh, draft class this year, no. but could the Chargers find their solution to running back in the draft, you think? I mean, think of... Could Harbaugh
2: go back to... Who, I mean, think of who Harbaugh knows, Blake Corum. Right, that's what it's going to ask. 100%. Yeah. It makes right. sense. And he's probably a late second-round, third-round pick. And then he'd get the ball 22 times a game because it's Jim Harbaugh with his guy. Yeah. So we're all painting the picture together here of the chargers offense that could be really really exciting all right one another sweat during super bowl week jay and drew dinzik have you covered with a special edition of bet the edge tomorrow night join the guys on our nfl on nbc youtube channel at 9 p.m eastern for an nfl awards watch along and find out how they feel about the winners for coach of the year comeback player and much more stick with us here we're going to break but we got a big guest on deck Rookie sensation, pass-catching phenom, and, of course, peacocky winner, Puka Nakua joins us next.
4: Wentz ready, has it, play fixed. Throws the dart, caught by Nakua. Right side, 50. Puka Nakua breaks Bill Groman's record by NFL rookies for most receiving yards in a debut season. The 20th receiver drafted in this class, Now stands alone in NFL history.
3: The peacocking for uh, Rookie of the Year goes
4: to Puka Nakua. Nakua, Rightfully so. Puka Nakua had more receiving yards than AJ Brown and Jamar Chase. Like it's insane what he did. That's right.
2: The legendary Puka Nakua joins the show as you see. Pretty good company with the NFL rookie records for receptions this year were 105 for, of course, yards 1,486 a record that was almost 60 years old. Right? You just saw the the record breaking reception right there. Yeah. And then probably even more important to you, Puka, of
3: course, you winning the prestigious Peacocky Award uh, on our uh, on our show for uh, for rookie of
2: the year as well. So uh,
3: <laughs> yes, congratulations on both on a record
2: setting year in many ways. <laughs> yeah. Where does that rank for you on your accomplishments? We did the trophies. In- the mail we know we didn't send it to you yeah, but you bro, did you are our rookie of the year I'm okay sure. that's
5: what i was gonna say i was like are you guys saying i won something and i haven't received <laughs> anything yet it got lost I, in a little I, bit with FedEx. It there, yeah, yes. it's got to be up there i got a couple of those pepsi uh those rookie showcase belts and i got them all lined up on my wall so to go right next to you <laughs> right, the peacocky right next to them uh as well um puka we were just saying before
3: the show so uh obviously great season with the rams you guys had an unbelievable year but fantasy football wise you are like you were our fantasy rookie of the year. You had a, an unbelievable year. Statistically, obviously, carried a lot of fantasy football teams to championships as well.
5: How often does that come up in your life? Uh, pretty often. <laughs> I think it was maybe after the Indi- uh, the Colts week, I was walking down Whole Foods and somebody I could see somebody trying to, like, at the end of the aisle, like, hey, yeah. we know who that is. And they're like, we, we picked you up in fantasy. You know, after we two, the wire, the wire pick up, like, we got you, we got you. I'm like, I don't know what that
0: means, but let's go.
4: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, now, we were talking just before we got on air about how you know, 99% of the comments are positive about Fancy as they would be, but you got a negative comment the other day.
5: Yeah, I, I was shopping over here at Caesar's, and this guy comes, and he's like, man, you killed me. I'm like, what do you mean? he's like, dude, you were, the other dude had you in the playoffs, and you scored 35 <laughs> points in the game, and I lost. And I'm like, I don't know how that's bad for me, but I'm sorry that you lost. Like, <laughs> you're, you're sorry for being so good at
2: my yeah, job. Right, yeah, you're <laughs> both the hero and the villain right now. It's, a, it's exactly. a weird balance. All right, so we have to ask you, you obviously won Rookie of the Year from us. Do you feel robbed that your teammate – Kyron Williams won Best Waiver Wire Pickup and Breakout Player of the Year. You had to share some hardware
5: with your teammate in Kyron Williams. Oh, no. Kyron's the man, and that's why it's, it's so funny, because they're like, yeah, like, either we were, like, people was like, the, the positive is like, we either picked you or we went and got your running back, so it's like, we didn't know which one. How, how do you like it? Well, I'm like, Kyron's gonna ball too, so right. I'm like, I, I, you can't be in the wrong place with that guy. <laughs> so, hey, Puka, I want to ask you this, though. Like, let's, talk, let's turn to football for one,
3: for, to real football for a second, one thing. Like, in the preseason, I actually, we talked about you in the preseason and and what I said was it's like he's having a great camp and I know they really like him. Pick up Puka Nakua, like put him on your bench, we'll see what happens, you know, after Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, there's going to be targets available for Matthew Stafford and so I just know they really like Puka Nakua. But no one saw you having a record-setting year that, you know, having the most receptions and receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. And my question is, is like, you know, thinking about your college days at BYU, obviously you were productive, but again, I think if people knew you were going to set the rookie record <laughs> for receptions yeah. and receiving yards, you'd have gone a lot higher in the NFL draft. I was just curious, what happened from BYU to LA? Was it Stafford? Was it McVay? What? Like, talk to me about, you know, what key got turned there?
5: Yeah. Um, I think you kind of hit on both of it with, with Stafford and Coach McVay, and then especially Coop. Like that seemed like the a three-headed monster that was. Uh, I, I ready ready for me to be a part of it and they allowed me to come in and be myself and kind of thrive in that environment and they helped uh, exceed my learning curve or uh, excel my learning curve so much faster than I thought it was going to be and, and Coop going down and being able to communicate with me and everything that's going on and then Matthews um, one of the best uh, from the first time I saw him throw routes on air like there wasn't a ball that hit the floor There wasn't a ball that wasn't spinning as perfect as it could so as a receiver I'm like those that's something that I, I don't want to drop the ball if he's throwing it that tight every time I'm like I'll, I'll be mad at myself. I'm like, I'll kick me off the team <laughs> But so, did, they, did they unlock
3: something in you like did they do different routes or something like that that w- where you weren't used in college like I'm I'm just curious like where where they were able to like, you know, really max You know bring you to the next level.
5: Yeah, uh, um yeah, I definitely think that they realized that I definitely didn't have no fear. That's something that I yeah. I, I, I play the game with no fear and running across the middle, especially with some of those guys. It's nice that Fred is a BYU guy, so it, <laughs> made, it made it when we were going into week two. I was like, uh, oh, Fred! Everybody's like, Fred's the uh, Fred is the one of the best linebackers in sure. the NFL. Uh, but I was also like, I know Fred. I know little Fred. I remember when he was wearing number thirty four before he was fifty four. I was like, I remember this guy. So it made uh, some of those things I try to mentally uh, easier to go through. <laughs> what What is the whirlwind been like? Because literally
2: this time last year. I was on the field at the Senior Bowl watching you where you had a great week and you had a good career for BYU. But now, flash forward just one year, you're an NFL superstar. I mean, projected day three draft pick, a year later NFL superstar catching passes from one of the best quarterbacks and obviously a great head coach. What has this entire year just been like for you? It
5: has been so surreal, but a dream come true. Everything has been such a blessing to be around the people that I have been, uh, my family and my girlfriend and all the people I've had supporting me along this journey before we ever kind of came into stardom and stuff like that. So it's been cool to have my family and my support around me. but. Um, it's been so fun to interact with some of these guys. That I mean, uh, I used to be a Packers fan, so like Jair Alexander, like I'm like I'm, I love watching TV. So I think my first catch against the Packers was against him, but I'm also like in like still like this nostalgic moment. I'm like I'm at Lambeau Field, like Jair Alexander's guarding me. I'm like this is not real. Like I'm in a video game, but That's
4: uh, it was so
2: fun. That's absolutely amazing.
4: I <laughs> yeah. uh, just want to ask you quickly because you have such a unique kind of style and the way that you play it's not like other players the way that you know you move guys who are hanging on to you, you kind of i'm australian you kind of play like an australian football player at times or a rugby player yeah. did you play all the sports growing up
5: i played football and basketball i did track in high school but no football football has been my number one love since i was a little kid i, I have five older brothers uh, or four i have five brothers four older brothers and they all took their turn beating up on me before i ever got good at football <laughs> yeah, <nice. laughs> i think so, that's why you're fearless then that yeah makes a lot of sense.
3: No, m- <laughs> A, makes a ton of sense. Listen, uh, Puka, we talked had a lot of fun with you winning the peacocky and you've, you've won a lot of fantasy championships for people, but real talk, you're also the Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Year. What does that award mean to you? You're here thanks to our friends at Pepsi.
5: Yeah, um, it's been a huge, but I love, I, like I said, I got all those rookie, uh, rookie belts up on my wall, and so it's been so fun to be able to get voted from the fans who are all, all locked in, and then also the love and support I've got from the, the Pepsi people, and then being able to go support some of the business that they have in L.A. Uh, it's been fun and I, I love being able to compete against cj i saw him at pro bowl and stuff and i'm like cj loves to play basketball so i was like hey we're gonna play for this belt whoever wins it no matter what or whatever the <laughs> award is
2: <laughs> you and cooper cup
5: obviously have a great
2: relationship but just what has that been like and what you know when you think of next season what you could build on because he was you know hurt a little bit this year and that led to you getting to shine And then we saw you shine together but just what has it been like learning from him and playing alongside him and thriving alongside
5: yeah. him Uh, He's been like the brother I didn't know I had. He's been so fun. We get to joke around. I love playing pig with him. I get him to move around. I know he's been in the league for a little while. So I try to make sure I don't overexhaust all the energy he's got. But I I love just uh, we play a little word hunt game. So I feel like I try to uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the little annoying little brother to him. But then also when we get to sit and talk routes and we're talking about leverage and how to double up somebody and how to move and understand where the defense goes. it's it's music to my ears because he has the uh, plethora of knowledge and he's willing to give it all. So uh, it makes learning the game of wide receivers super fun for me.
4: Yeah. So Mike's caught you guys talking about anime earlier in the season. <laughs> uh, any progress getting Cooper Cup on board with that? And also, can you compare uh, maybe any of your teammates to anime characters?
5: Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know. I I think if Coop were to be an anime character, he would be like uh, the like One Punch Man. Like he's okay. gonna he's okay. gonna go up and he's gonna have his little bicycle. And he's gonna ride around. He's gonna and then but then he's also gonna do exactly what you need him to do when it's time. Uh, but no, no, no progress in Coop watching anime. He was very very strict on his okay. answers. Still. <laughs> All right, last question for you. We gotta we gotta ask. What is your favorite Pepsi flavor? Uh, ooh, the wild. Actually, I do love wild cherry. My girl, my girlfriend likes uh, the diet Pepsi, but I'm not. I'm not on the diet world, so I, I like. I like the caffeine and all the sugar I can get. <laughs> there I'm,
3: go. I'm a Pepsi Zero sugar guy. I'm <laughs> starting to come around on Pepsi Zero. I used to be Diet Pepsi, and now Pepsi Zero sugar. I'm digging that as well. But yeah, the wild cherry is uh, is blowing up. Listen, Puka, it's been such a thrill to have you on the show and to watch your progression uh, last year as well. Like again. NFL superstar, fantasy football superstar. It's great to see what you guys are building in L.A., you, Matthew, and Cooper. So, continued success next year. We can't wait to see what
2: you guys are going to build on. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks, Puka. All right, the guests keep rolling in. Jalen Hyatt and Kendrick Bourne join the happy hour set right after this break.
1: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play?
0: Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Do you want a beautiful lawn?
2: We'll be live every day this week from Radio Row, but if you miss a minute of it, don't sweat it. Every episode this week of Happy Hour will air during the Super Bowl Sunday Marathon on Peacock. Lock in on the NBC Sports virtual channel from noon to 5 p.m. Eastern to catch up with us before the big game. All right, and stick around as Jalen Hyatt joins the Happy Hour desk, and then following that, Lawrence Jackson will jump on as we talk to Kendrick Bourne as well.
3: All right, welcome into the Fantasy Football Happy Hour set. Connor Rogers, Matthew Barry, and Jalen Hyatt, as you see it right there. Uh, yards per catch last year. Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty start, good. start to the career. Pretty yeah, good start. I, I That's didn't even, a, I didn't even know that. I didn't <laughs> just, <laughs> there you go. Jalen Hyatt learning something as well, since 2000 as well. So pretty good list of names to be on there, Jalen. So let's start here for a second. Um, obviously not the season you guys hoped. Uh, in New York right Um, so I'm just curious but they say they say that you know adversity builds character so I'm just curious what's what's the biggest
7: lesson you took away from your rookie year yeah you know obviously you know not the year that we wanted um, you know disappointing year but I think the biggest thing that I learned um, just playing you know last year is um, that you know it doesn't really it doesn't really matter about you know, what's happening, if it's not going right or, you know, if everything is going wrong. I really believe that we have a good team, man. Like, we have a we have a solid team. And for us, you know, we just got to be complete. And that's the biggest thing we have to do, you know, year two is, you know, become a complete team. And, you know, we have great leaders in that room, great vets in that room. And, you know, it starts with that. And, you know, for myself personally, I know I can get better. And, you know, it's going to start time I get back, you know, March 1st. So, you know, biggest thing I learned is just, you know we just got to keep going and um you know even even though you have you know your years where you know you have your best years and then you're gonna have some years where you know it's probably not everything's not working out um it just makes you a complete a better player you know at the end of the day so um that's what i'm trying to focus on that uh, year too and something for
2: you in college is the dynamic connection you and hendon hooker had right where you guys were just dominating in the sec this year at the nfl of course a big adjustment but you play with three different quarterbacks yeah. what was that adjustment like especially while you're a rookie trying to get your feet under you
7: yeah you know it's it's, it's hard um because you know obviously you know when you play with three different quarterbacks you know every quarterback kind of has their their under their, their little thing that they like you right. know specific plays or you know whatever it is you know we started with dj then you know he gets hurt and you know we throw Tyride right out there and he gets hurt you know and then dj comes back healthy again and he gets hurt again and then we throw tommy out yeah, there it's tommy so, time yeah you know, and it, it's it's you know as a, as a the receiver, you know, it's hard because you know all, all of them like their own things. You know, they're 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 all different quarterbacks. At the end of the day, you know, they're not they're not the same quarterback. So, you know, the game plan changes up a little bit. Um, you know, how we call plays changes. So, you know, it was it was a, you know it was a difficult year. But you know, I'm glad I'm glad it happened at the end of the day. You know, I wouldn't if I had to go back and. You know, I, I hope everything, really everything that happened, you know, I'm cool with it because it's going to make me a stronger player personally. It's going to make our team, you know, hungrier, you know, next year. So um, I think it's a good thing for us. Let's talk about
3: uh, after the year, and again, it is tough with the three different quarterbacks, but have has Coach Dayball or your position coaches, have any of them talked to you in terms of how they see your role expanding this year, your route tree expanding? Have they talked to you, expectations for you into year two?
7: Yeah, um, I think for, you know, I had to talk to uh, Coach Daves and um, Coach Calf, uh, you know, for our exit meetings before we, you know, for everybody yeah. left. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just talking to them, um, you know, this year, they kind of had me more on the outside, you know, kind of playing receiver. And, you know, personally, you know, I wasn't used to that. You know, at Tennessee, I played slot. You know, I played slot for three years, you know, when I was there. And last time I played outside was in high school. So, you know, when I got here, it was a little adjustment for me. But, you know, throughout the season, they started, you know, kind of putting me in different spots, you know, playing mostly outside, but, you know, some plays, you know, getting the slot, you know, having motion sometimes, you know, in the slot and, you know, having run some plays there as well. So, you know, for me, they definitely, you know, definitely going to have, you know, as far as opportunity as far as reps like expanding for sure um and just seeing myself in the slide outside you know just moving around you know different areas that's the best thing so i can't wait for it all right
2: so obviously we're in vegas hangover yep. style trip <laughs> who is a teammate that is the must invite and who is somebody that's getting left at home maybe they're just not as fun
7: I, I got to go who's coming for sure, Saquon Barkley. Okay, I feel like right, everybody yeah. would say that, <laughs> yeah. <but> the Giants. <laughs> yeah, Saquon Barkley for sure. Um, who's well, staying. fun, by the
3: way, and also you're getting into every club. It doesn't matter, yeah, right, yeah, you know, yeah, there's exactly. no waiting in line. Yeah, right, you're getting in everywhere. Yeah, I got I,
7: yeah, I to go Saquon Barkley for sure who's coming with me. Um, who's not coming with me, man. Uh <laughs> Um, you can say Brian Dable. Maybe it's good to leave Coach <laughs> yeah, at home, not yeah, see everything yeah, going yeah, on in probably, Yeah, nobody wants yeah, I mean, head coach to come, but I, I love my head coach. I love Coach yeah, Dable. Yeah. He's a good dude. You know, He's a good dude. You know, we, we, we all have respect for him. So if he wanted to come, he can come.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I see Daniel Jones popping bottles at 3 a.m. at Omnia or whatever, but you never know. Yeah, you never yeah, know. You won't see that either. Yeah. Yeah, he's out in Hoboken yeah. more yeah, often. But, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. Hey, so, Jalen, listen. So, I have an 18-year-old son. He is a freshman at Alabama. And as somebody who had 207 (laughs) yards and five touchdowns (laughs) for the Vols against Alabama, what's your, you know, obviously you're an SEC legend. I'm just curious, what do you make of Alabama? What do you make of that football program now without Saban?
7: Man, it's it's completely different. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I was kind of surprised. Do you think he retired because he couldn't slow you down? Yeah, I was surprised. (laughs) I really thought. I really thought coach Saban had at least five more years, you know, I I thought it was kind of surprising when I seen, you know, when he, he was leaving, but, um, yeah, it's a different team, different team, different coaching staff over there. Um, you know, hopefully now, you know, knowing that Saban's gone, hopefully Tennessee wins more games, you know, against them. So hopefully that becomes more of a Tennessee thing uh, yes. since Saban's gone. So, but yeah, a different team. Um, you know, uh, when I was there and Saban was there, man, it was the best thing. You know, big, big time games, um, especially when we played at Bama. Um, so I, I, I Trust me, I I missed it, um, but I love the league,
3: though. Oh, yeah, it was a ridiculous game. I I don't think you'll ever have to buy a meal in Knoxville again. (laughs) Right. Uh, Absolutely, uh, no question about that. Well, um, uh, certainly the SEC is a lot more wide open with with Saban gone. So, listen, Jalen, you know, being born with the last name Hyatt and NIL deals making – you know, being able to happen, no-brainer. Jalen Hyatt working with Hyatt Hotels made too much sense not to happen. The world of Hyatt, uh, the world of Hyatt as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're back again. Talk to me about uh, your partnership with yeah, Hyatt.
7: Yeah, you know, it, it, it was a partnership that, you know, started as the NIL, you know, my junior year in college, and you know now it's more of a partnership. You know, going going on to the league. Um, and really, uh, you know, even though it has the same, you know, we have the same last names, but it really wasn't because of that. I think yeah. it really is because, you know, what we value. And, uh, you know, that's families, that's relationships. Um, and, you know, uh, I think Hyatt, you know, just the word of Hyatt, you know, what they're doing with um, their partnerships and uh, memberships and, you know, upgrades you can get when you, uh, you know, to decide to join their program and, know become a awards member you know it's a lot of things that you can do with the world of Hyatt and not only that it's Hyatt's everywhere across the country that's the best thing about it you know when you want to go on vacation and not only that I'm gonna be going on vacation you know going to Mexico you know with my family we never been out the country before so in Hyatt's providing so it'll be fun to go out there and you know just experience it you know with my family and you know experience a resort you know out in Mexico and but as far as partnership though it's just values you know relationships and families I think that's the biggest thing that you know we both have and you know have in common and the reason why you know we. Really wanted to, you know, have that partnership. New
2: York Giants wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. We appreciate you stopping by, man. We can't wait to see what you do in year Thank two. You. Thank
3: yeah, you. continued success to you, my yes, friend. Sir. Thank you. Seven-year NFL veteran, fantasy football waiver darling, Kendrick Bourne joining us now as well. Uh, had a nice season when you weren't hurt last year. Mm-hmm. A tough, tough year um, as well. But, you know, when you were out there, you were producing plays, yes. which is not something we could say about a ton of the Patriots. Tough mm-hmm. year in New England for you guys. Yeah. Um, question for you, though. They say that adversity builds character, Kendrick. So I'm just curious, what's the biggest lesson you took away from last season?
8: Yeah, yeah, I like the adversity part, man. Yeah. Um, I always try to take things that I've went through or whatever in life and football and see how I can get better from it and turn it around. So... Um, just the year in itself was rough. Obviously being hurt is rough, so rehabbing, getting right, but um, just going out there working hard, man, and making a play. So having my body be prepared so that I can make plays. Like you said, I was be, I was able to make plays, with not such a good year. or Things yeah. going well. So just doing my part, man, of rehabbing, um, doing the right things on the field. Even before I was hurt, just doing prehab, doing stuff that will make my body go, man. So in the weight room, all the little things, man, uh, just detailed so that I can play good games. And I was doing good, so. And we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. And now, you're
6: still I, doing that rehab out here in Vegas, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, yeah, right.
8: still working, man. Uh, obviously, my knee, and so I, I've been doing rehab as I'm doing radio row and doing all this media stuff. Still working to get back, man, to where I was at um, before I got hurt. Because I felt like I was at my best. Yeah, you had a, it was uh, when
3: you were out there. It was it was clear that you and Mac and even Bailey, you guys had a connection. Mm-hmm. They were constantly looking for you, and the off, the passing offense ran through you. Yes. Um, Curious, though, you mentioned detail in your first answer. That's mm-hmm. one of the words I always think about with Coach Belichick. Yes. What was it like playing for him the last couple of years? And are you surprised he doesn't have a job at the moment?
8: I am. I am. Uh, I love that guy to death, man. He changed my life, changed my perspective about football, um, taught me things that I didn't really know. Um, like what? Give me an example. I would one. say so I had a, so a certain drill he ran. Um, it was like a, called a sideline skinny drill where we would work on attacking a defender, by the sideline. So he'd make me attack one defender. he put two defenders out there, and then as a runner, we will catch the ball. And, and the sideline's right here, and there will be two defenders, maybe one sometimes. And then we'll attack him straight at him yeah. and then make the cut. So it'll either go straight at him, and then whatever leverage he holds, i go away from. Right. And I've never done anything like that. So he taught me how to run with the football better, something I've never learned. So I never did it in college. I never did it in San Francisco. And once I got to build, I was like, I hate this drill, man. But as I kept doing it and buying into the detail of it and how he was looking at it, um, I I always remember, remember the Tennessee clip. I don't know if you guys seen it. I yeah. ran, I caught a shallow, and I threw a stiff arm for a touchdown. But it was so funny when I caught the ball, the drill like showed up in my yeah. in my yeah. vision. Like, yeah. I could see the drill, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I ended up like making a big play to win the game. So that was something that I've always remembered that is in stamp. So he he's made me improve big Definitely. time in my game
6: definitely shout out to coach Belichick <laughs> yes, sir, and yeah. now you know at now as the team transitions now because mm-hmm. as you know you switch teams this is a business so mm-hmm. um now transitioning to Gerard Mayo who's been with the organization since he's been a young dude drafted yes. by the team became an all pro with the team yes. coach worked his way up so now now that it shifts to him mm-hmm. what type of what type of vibe and energy is he going to bring to this Patriots team? And how does he get them to flip the page to get back to them old Patriots days?
8: Um, I love Gerard Manor. So, obviously, like you said, I was in the building with him for my three years. He's been there a long time, so he knows the culture. I think he's going to bring a balance of that swag and that vibe, yeah, like you sure. just said. So, those specific words, I think it's a young culture, man, in this, in this league and day and um, age. Everything's different. So, I think he'll just meet, meet the locker room how it needs to be met. Um, nothing against bill but it was just a different era there yeah different yeah that's eras. it that's yeah, it yeah, yeah, things that's changed it. so yeah, yeah um like i said i love bill man but things it obviously needed to go in a different direction i think they made the right choice with mayo uh young i, I said a uh, point about him he, he one day he'll walk in the locker room with a bat over his shoulder one day oh, he'll yeah, walk yeah. in with he, a he, golf club one day he'll walk in with a hockey stick so it was just like he he was just different it was something to him that um i really admired and and uh, i've had a good relationship with him for the last three years going against him on offense so i'm proud of that guy man i'm I'm excited to see what happens that's what's up
3: now before you came to new england you were a member of the san francisco 49ers you played for kyle shanahan you were in the super bowl the last time the niners played the chiefs (laughs) talk to me about what you see from your former teammates your former coach and you know how you're looking at this game on sunday
8: it's funny um you know, I was in that era of you know, kind of that rebuild when Kyle first got yeah, there. Yeah. I was a rookie yeah. with him, so th- shout out to him, appreciate him for giving me the opportunity. And uh, you know, we we grew as a team. I just remember those years. And then year three, I think we went 2019. Um, we you know we made it to that point of, of that rebuild kind of. And to get yeah. to the Super Bowl was great. And so now you know they're in that dynasty mode, and I, and I love to see it. You know, I feel like I was a part of helping build that in a sense, a culture. You know, the swag, the, the coming out. Um, listening to music with the bump box all those things I was a part of and it was it was phenomenal it helped us play better and so I love the the way they play the way they go about things and for me now I'm thinking about the Patriots of like I'm in a I was in the rebuild era and to see the <laughs> yeah, Niners yeah. be who they yeah, are now yeah. I don't want right. to miss the Patriots because I'm right, missing the Niners so it's awesome to see those guys man they have a, a great team man they have so many weapons and I, I think they're gonna pull it off so we'll see yeah. Okay.
6: <laughs> now, um, let, let, let's take it back real quick because right. a lot a lot of people forget about this. Like mm-hmm. we had great college receiver duos like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, right? Then DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, mm. but a lot of people sleep on you and mm. Cooper Cup mm. who we were doing mm. it for three straight years. Wow. Right, what what was it like teaming up with him, yeah. Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. and just put it
8: running up the numbers? That's a great question, man. So he his numbers are phenomenal. I love Coop to death, man. He's taught me a lot. Uh, we have a great relationship. Uh, just as a young guy coming to college, you know, he he took me under his wing. It kind of yeah. like what Puka says about him now. He, yeah. I felt the same uh, when he said that. I resonated with it because yeah. um, he had me, he caught me at a young age. He was only one year older than me, but um, just the way he worked, the detail, the 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 ambition to do it all. Uh, He's a man of God and he just had so much um, upside to him. You know, he created himself in a sense. He wasn't born athletically gifted. He he created those those traits that he has now. So, um, his numbers were phenomenal. He's they, the re- they, so, they was crazy. No, they're yeah. crazy. So, they crazy. he's the reason we're the top duo FCS. Yeah, I had yeah. like 3,500, but he had like 6,800. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so and now they, we like lead. So, it was a, it's crazy that he 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 put me a part of history, which I'm always thankful for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? I mean, it's crazy, and that that is, uh, I don't
3: think people realize that and appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, they, right? they got to they
6: so they put y'all up there with them FBS duos, they, they do. just because the numbers is wild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes,
8: numbers sir, are numbers. That. Numbers don't lie. They don't.
3: Hey, Kendrick, so you're rehabbing now. You're a free agent, mm-hmm. and so as you head into free agency, obviously you don't know, listen, we all want to get paid, so that's important, sure. But, but in addition to the money, What's most important for you? Is it, is it quarterback? Is it coach? Is it scheme fit? Like, as you approach uh, free agency and you're talking to teams, what's important for you in terms of where you land, whether it's back in New England or somewhere yeah. else?
8: Yeah, yeah, the money is is good, of course. Like Jalen Hurst said, you know, <laughs> championships are better. So I want to win, <laughs> yeah, you know. I, yes, want, yes. I want the whole the whole bundle of it. I want to win. Yeah. I want to get paid. I want to help my team grow. I want to help my teammates be better. Man, you know, just, just being a leader, you know what yep. I mean? I want to go somewhere where I can – change the help change the culture and have guys uh, you know know that this is this is trying to be built into something big you know every person that comes through here becomes better so wherever it may be man I just want to be a part of something great and um, we'll see what happens man I really don't know but everywhere I've been it's been it's been great for me um, just being the person I am so just trying to keep the same charisma and, and energy that I bring I think it works out for me well so just going to a place where I can win and, and have that full bundle in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't usually happen like that, but, you know, you, you go through losing, you that, certain things. That's, the, that's the dream, right? Exactly. Well, you know, Kendrick, since we we
6: out here in Las Vegas, right, you mentioned how you still get into your rehab. Mm-hmm. But it is Las Vegas, mm-hmm. right? So if you, you out on the town, you mm-hmm. out in these streets like that, mm-hmm. who's a teammate? you bringing with you, Man. and who's one that you just got to leave behind? <laughs>
8: yeah, so a teammate I'm taking with me, I'm going to say Juju Smith. Yeah, Juju Smith, he might, yeah. we might get stopped a lot to get talked to, yeah. but yeah. Um, there might be some good media. He's yeah, a yeah, social yeah. media presence, in a sense, so I would take that guy, and who I leave behind... Uh, you going to make uh, him mad, too. I'm going to make him mad, because yeah. they going to uh-huh. see it. <laughs> who I would leave behind? I'll probably say... Tyquan Thornton, my young guy. He's he <laughs> young, so I'm, I'm going to keep him behind. Like, like, let him just yeah, worry about yeah, the game first. Yeah, like, get exactly. the game right my first, young guy, right? Yeah, so being that vet, like, nah, bro, stay back, bro. You, you got to get get your money right, get your finances right, save yes, money, yeah, all that. Yeah. Don't, don't do it too early. Yeah. You know, got to appreciate that. Like. Yeah, exactly. So it's a positive thing in it. Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick, is there
3: anything we need to promote? Anything you're out here uh Oh, trying- yeah. Yes,
8: yeah, sir. Uh, I got a
3: I got a brand. Yeah?
8: Born Bless. Okay. Yeah bornjrip.com you know go get some clothes I'm trying to promote my brand I got there the you shorts go. on y'all probably can't see it mm-hmm. but uh, fresh, just building a brand you know what I mean I wanna, I'm want to. i an entrepreneur in a sense yeah, not just yeah. a football player doing real estate doing different things off the field uh, and that's been helping my rehab too you know um, doing things right financially off the field so my mental is right doing this rehab not so stressed about getting the money from a team or whatever it may be just doing the right things man to help my life so set yes,
3: yourself up for long-term success yes, not worried about
8: just the
3: future here but we are yes, concerned about the future best of luck with the rehab best of luck with free agency yes, sir. best of luck of navigating las vegas during <laughs> yes. super bowl week kendrick yes. uh we love you in fantasy football man so continued success to you my friend
8: yes sir appreciate you guys thank you all right
6: man
2: We have a super packed day tomorrow, and we start off strong with Falcons legend Matt Ryan. And speaking of legends, we have one of the greats, Hall of Famer Emmett Smith, swings by the set. All that and more tomorrow on the happy hour. We are taking one last break. When we're back, Lawrence sticks around to help us pick out the best DFS plays for the big game. Who's eating good? Coming right up.
1: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play?
0: You haven't heard about the crispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Do you want a beautiful lawn?
2: A reminder on our live schedule all this week from Super Bowl 58. Stay locked in for PFT directly after us, followed by Brother from Another at 3 p.m. Eastern. We're back at it again tomorrow after Dan Patrick. Also, a reminder, Bet the Edge, Roto World Football Show, and Chris Sims, Unbutton, will also be taping in Vegas all week long. So be sure to check them out as well. Who's eating good? Served by Applebee's, fellas. Let's take a look at the top Super Bowl DFS plays on the board. And Matthew, no surprise to see Christian McCaffrey with the Godfather price of twelve grand. But yeah. is it worth paying up for? Is the question?
3: Yeah, I mean, personally, he's Christian McCaffrey. It depends on who else, where else you want to go here. Like, I do think he's worth it, right? He's had two of the top five fantasy performances in the playoffs from a non-quarterback, right? He's averaging over thirty fantasy points per game in the playoffs this year every playoff game he's played this year 125 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns in each playoff game as we talked about earlier in the week Brock Purdy when he's blitzed loves to check down and so we expect them to bring a lot of pressure try to and so I do think McCaffrey will be used quite a bit it's a steep price but I don't mind paying up for if I'm gonna pay up for anyone pay up for
2: McCaffrey yeah Jay I think the volume will be huge for this one I mean it's Christian McCaffrey why hold back now?
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, his rushing probably is set at 91.5. Right. That's quite high. Uh, and I think justified. And obviously, he's going to get the goal line work. The other thing, too, is that in not just the Super Bowl, in the playoffs in general, like your best players, they just stay on the field for longer. I don't think McCaffrey's coming off the field in this game unless he gets injured. Now, that's always the concern with McCaffrey. I mean, he had the weird thing with his neck uh, in the game against Detroit. Been dealing with the calf thing, but with the time off that he's had, you'd expect he'd be full go against uh, a Chiefs run defense that is pretty suspect. Uh, and I would certainly expect that uh, the 49ers are going to give McCaffrey more than six running back carries uh, that the Ravens gave their guys.
2: Lawrence, right after McCaffrey is Mahomes. No surprise there. $10,600. $10,600. I mean, Purdy still $10,000. How do you kind of distinguish the two of who you pick?
6: Um, It's interesting because it's it's not like Mahomes is putting up vintage Mahomes numbers in these playoffs, but Jared Goff and uh, Jordan Love was able to have success against this 49ers defense in the first half. A guy like Mahomes could take that through, so... When you got a running back like Christian McCaffrey, Price tire you you kind of feel like Patrick Mahomes is starting to be a value now. He looked great against Baltimore in the first half. I feel like the Baltimore Ravens defense is better than the Niners
4: defense. So you're going to, and, and this is the Super Bowl. This is Patrick Mahomes time, so you got to love it. I think the other thing with Mahomes is that so in the playoffs, it statistically bears out. He scrambles a lot more in the playoffs yeah. relative to the regular season, so that's just additional rushing yardage that you're banking that you wouldn't otherwise be able to count on. That's good point. I don't,
3: mind, I don't mind stacking Mahomes and Kelsey you know, either as well. It's obviously, if you're going to do that, you're not going to be able to afford uh, Chris McCaffrey unless you want, like, you know, there, Elijah Mitchell, yeah, you Elijah, should. exactly. You yeah. start yeah. Them both, CMC right. yeah. and Elijah Mitchell. Right, start it, them both. there you go. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind stacking those guys. I mean, Kelsey's really interesting, right? He's had three career games against the Niners with Mahomes as his quarterback. He's averaging at least six receptions. He's had at least six receptions in all of them. At least fifteen fantasy points in those three games uh, against the 49ers as well. And now back to back games with twenty four or more fantasy points, which is you know it, it feels like. For a little while they were like has ah, he done but now he's just it's playoff time it's kelsey time he's
2: uh he's really turned it on yeah and guys i think what you're trying to figure out in this lawrence is you know on the other side of it is george kittle which is a cheaper option but at the end of the day feels like there's a lot more variance with kittle compared to what we see from kelsey in the playoffs it, it
6: is variance with kittle now but you if you look at the totality of the season kittle was an all-pro went went over a thousand yards this season and Brock Purdy's going to need him this game, probably next after Christian McCaffrey. So you're definitely going to get the value there. But, obviously, Kelsey has, again, he's went vintage himself as well.
3: The other thing that you have to think about, like, is it sort of, you know, are you doing a head-to-head contest or, like, are you entering, like, you know, one uh, a GPP where there's going right. to be, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of entries. And so if you're doing something like that, you want variants. Like, yeah, like, right? Juwan Jennings is my captain. Like, I, you know, I mean, like, seriously, like, right. you're going to have to get weird, yeah. right, because so many people are going to with the, the obvious big names.
4: Yep. Speaking of kind of getting weird and some variants, uh, yesterday I was talking to Rufus Peabody, who's a professional sure. better. He's probably going to have more money on Super Bowl props than anyone on planet Earth. And he was telling me that he makes Christian McCaffrey about a 9% chance to get injured in this game. And so if you want some variance, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, 9% chance, Elijah Mitchell becomes the bell cow running back for the Niners against the poor Chiefs defense. So I think there's worse things you can do there.
3: Rufus is really, really smart. I will say this. I worked with him at ESPN for a little while. I've known him for a long time. Rufus is as smart as they come.
2: DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the the crown is yours. Wow, the four man, ah, yeah, wow. yes, that is some like powerful a little, little barbershop. Yes, sir. There <laughs> yeah, you go. All right, how about some pickup lines? Speaking of oh, DraftKings Sportsbook, yes. that's right. Who wants to bring me home in Vegas? That's yes. right. Oh, I'm even yes. sitting this one out. All right, Lawrence, kick it off here. Hey, Vegas is filled with like, bad like, decisions. Like Let's you go, say,
6: man. We in Vegas, man. We got to bet big, and a guy we didn't just talk about was Isaiah Pacheco. He scored in every game this playoffs, right? And the 49ers defense has given up three. Russian touchdowns in each of the past two games. So, I'm going Isaiah Pacheco. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns at plus 475. Again, the Niners have given up three of those in in their last two playoff games. Pacheco he get to them. All right.
4: Okay. Well, last pickup lines for the year, I believe. So I'm going to yeah. dance with the one who brought me. Been singing <laughs> Brock Purdy's praises all season long, perhaps to my own detriment. But my pickup line is Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. So he went 6 for 40, 48 yards like last that. week, week before that. 14, but he's had six and five carries in the playoffs. I think that his when you look at his season stats, like it's not very impressive for his scrambling. He just hasn't needed to throw because they've been destroying teams in the three-game losing streak the Niners had early in the season. Six, five, and three carries from Purdy. And also another thing that, like, if you think Purdy's going to be nervous in this game, which I think is probably a reasonable expectation, some of his scrambles uh, against the Lions, in particular, like he was looking at open guys and taking off. Like, I think that was nerves. I think that he will take off against Spags blitzes. blitzers. Uh, and it's just, I think it's a useful element of his game that hasn't really been emphasized that much so give me brock purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards both really good bets i will say this i think i think
3: lawrence if you had hadn't gotten greedy and if you just said <laughs> pacheco anytime touchdown it's
6: negative though you know i don't do negative <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't no, do I minus. You, are, you're, 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 you are you are
3: plus money lawrence jackson <laughs> as well i get it i like the bet i actually like the bet i'm gonna place the bet but i'm going home with jay you know, we had magic in Buffalo. We're going to have magic in Vegas. Yes. You've you've successfully picked me up. I agree with that. I do think I do think they will try to blitz. I think Spagnuolo is going to really try to blitz Purdy and try to bring him off his game. And like, and there'll be some scrambles there. So, twelve and a half is a little higher. But right to your point, like I mean, we saw it last week. Give me Brock Purdy over twelve and a half. That's the, uh, but I'm going to bet both those bets. I do like both of them. Pickup lines has been insanely yes. successful <laughs> yes. all year long. We, gotta right? get a we really need John to tally Ease. that up. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, we, we need to tally get, this up. This we need be hitting hit some, some big ones
4: too. It, we'd be We're hitting seventy five percent. It's I been un-
3: it's been unreal. And Lawrence, especially with a lot of your plus money bets, have come through in, uh, yes, in big money, ways. Baby. Plus money, yeah. So both those guys, both those ones
2: are good. You ever right. bet that
3: you like for the Super Bowl?
2: I'm, I was on Purdy rushing. I actually might look at the alt line yeah, when that, it goes yeah, to yeah. it. So t- 12.5 nope. is where it is. It's starting to move to about minus 125, minus 130. 40-plus. <laughs> that would be wild. How about 20-plus? You go 20-plus. Yeah. 20, 20 20 get uh, it at plus yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. a page out of Lawrence's yeah, yeah, playbook. Yeah. I really, really like that. I wonder where... Pacheco's attempts are going
4: to land that too. It's like 16 and a half. Probably. I would go over that immediately. Uh, yeah. I mean, they
2: are just leaning yep. on him. This is a Chiefs yep. team that is, their identity is different. They are a power run heavy team. Yep. Tooney probably being out, that makes you a little nervous, but I don't think they get away they, from it. D- they, they, they didn't get care. away
6: from it against the Ravens. They didn't care. And,
2: and it, he, Isaiah Pacheco didn't have a high
6: yards per carry. At one point, he had 16 carries for 47 yards. So like, they're going to run the ball. Like, They have to.
4: Yep. Little bonus one as well. Like, If you like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, which you two do.
7: Yes, I do. I'm, well, yeah. I'm riding with the right Niners. They're two-point
4: um, favorites. When I tell people I like the Niners, <laughs> it's like I'm taking the Jags to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It's like they're the Niners. They're the two-point favorites for a reason. But if you do like the Chiefs, I would prefer to bet them at plus money to win the first half. So think about how good yes. their scripted offense looked against Baltimore, right. how shaky the Niners have looked in the first halves of both of their playoff games. Uh, so that would be my look. If you want to bet the Chiefs, I would prefer to take them in the first half. Yeah,
2: that was my first bet when we did opening lines. Yep. I like Chiefs that. Chiefs' first half money line is so is good. I like good that money. one as well. Yeah. Money. We got a loaded day tomorrow. Guys. Dude. Ridiculous day tomorrow.
3: Matthew's in trouble. Yeah. I know. <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> we'll see. No well We have plans tonight. We have big plans tonight. So we you do. guys will have to uh, yeah, keep me under keep wraps. Yeah, yeah, all of us as uh, yeah. as well. So that'll be right. fun. We'll, we'll save
6: that story for uh, for tomorrow we'll morning. Yeah. But, oh, it's uh, good. Yeah. We'll Matthew's, tell Matt Ryan. Yeah. 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 Matthew's sure, the goat. The goat Matt Ryan. So for yeah. the first time, you'll be on this set with a better Matthews. How do you feel about that? Not sure I
4: agree with it. but.
6: It depends on, you know,
3: he is a pretty Listen, good broadcaster. He's a, better, bet. he's, a, yeah. he's a better
4: quarterback. You're a better fantasy analyst. Exactly. Exactly. Probably. Know,
3: but broadcaster, is probably better than <laughs> me yes. as well. Yes. That's yes. the thing. It's just like, yeah. literally,
4: like, whatever. No, I'm looking forward to it. You've started to throw with a bit more heat in Las Vegas. You made yeah. the Dan Haran comparison early. Now you're yeah. creeping up more yeah, to yeah, uh, Joel I pre- Zemeier.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> Emmett Smith. I can just yell at him for all the Max all the years Crosby? he killed my uh, Washington football team as Max well. Max Crosby. <laughs> Max Crosby, that'll be fun. That's a big that'll one. She's uh interviewing Get those. I should be promoting that. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can right, stay here. Steve's. Thank you, no. Jalen Hyatt, uh, Kendrick Board, Puka Nakua, Pikaki winner, Lawrence Jackson, Connor Rogers, Jay Croucher. I'm Matthew Barry. We will see you tomorrow live from Las Vegas. Peace out.